You're now listening to a Bingeful Brain podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Binge Proof Brain podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about self-sabotage as a result of inner conflict. I bet that many times in your mind you labeled binge eating as an ultimate self-sabotage. Self-sabotage happens when you hinder your own success. So examples of self-sabotage would be something like procrastination, self-medication with drugs and alcohol, and of course food, comfort eating, emotional eating, but also binge eating. Self-sabotage is when you decide to eat the cake, even though you have a goal to maybe eat healthy or even lose weight. Self-sabotage can be also a cognitive dissonance when your words or action, they do not align with your beliefs and values. So let's say you value health, connection, um, you value healthy eating, but you just act not in alignment with your own values. And self-sabotage is directly connected to inner conflict. So the idea for today's podcast episode comes from the research study that I read uh, saying that cognitive conflicts are predictors of binge eating disorder in patients uh, with obesity. So this constant internal conflict is very loaded with shame and the shame is a block road that prevents you from overcoming binge eating. So you might have experienced that. You might have felt that there is part of you who wants something and another part of you doesn't want it. So part of you wants to eat healthier, but also part of you can't resist eating donuts. That's why binge eating feels like a self-sabotage because you are in the conflict. Different parts of you want different things. And most popular conflicting desires that are connected to binge eating are, for example, wanting to lose weight, but also a need to eat and have enough energy. Control versus freedom. Immediate reward versus delayed gratification. Escape versus staying in the moment. Telling someone about your eating disorder versus hiding it. Wanting to feel love and support versus isolating and believing that you are unlovable and unworthy of love. So the question is, where do those conflicting desires come from? Well, they come from different characters that live and make up your inner world. Because in your mental, mental chatter, you do have those conflicting characters that... They have just different needs and desires. And many people in the past recognize that, that each one of us is composed of different characters. And you know, our human brain really loves to categorize. So right now I would like to show you a couple of ways that people categorize all of those characters that live inside all of us. I'm going to tell a lot of like words. I'm going (laughs) to... 
I'm gonna throw around a lot of labels. None of it actually matters. I just want to show you that human brain likes to categorize and the conflict I'm talking about is real because so many people already <laughs> mentioned that. <laughs> okay, so again, I'm gonna say a lot of labels. None of it matters. Just just listen to the main idea um, that many people recognize that we have all of those characters. So for example, in the internal family systems, they do believe that each one of us have different sub-personalities uh, or even like families that live within each person's mental system. So we may have our self, but we also may have exiles. So those are the parts of you that have experienced rejection and abandonment. Uh, but, but you may also hear the voices of managers and those are um, like parts of you that want to plan in advance and have some strategies to make sure that nothing bad will happen. But also parts of you um, are so, so-called firefighters and those are um, like the emergency protectors. Uh, so this is how internal family systems divides your personality. But on the other hand, in that dialectical behavioral therapy, so-called DBT, they use different concepts. So they use concept of reasonable, emotional, and wise mind to describe, to describe your thoughts. So again, the reasonable mind would be, you know, driven by logic. The emotional mind is driven by feelings. And the wise mind is sort of like the middle ground between those two. Some time ago, I also read a book by Jill Bolt Taylor called Whole Brain Living, the Anatomy of Choice and the Four Characters that Drive Our Life. And in this book, the author said that we have four characters. So the brain has two hemispheres and in each hemisphere, we've got emotional part and also a reasonable part. So she divided... Uh, those characters into four characters. So the character one is the thinking part of the left brain uh, that usually looks at the structure and organization. The character two is all about emotions in the left brain. Character three is the emotional part, but of the right brain. So this part of you is more creative, innovative, open. And the character four is the thinking part of your right brain. And it's all about like consciousness and, and feeling of being grateful to be alive. Uh, in previous podcast episodes, you probably have heard me uh, dividing brain into like primitive brain versus rational brain. That's another just example of how we can classify, um, you know, our internal characters or internal desires. Uh, recently, I also read the book called Resume, the powerful Reframe to End the Crash and Burn Cycle of Food Addiction. This book is by Susan Pierce Thompson. And in her book, again, she creates some different categorizations. So we've got a food indulger, loving parent, impulsive child, binger, and so on. <laughs> some other people would also say that, for example, you've got within you your inner child. So maybe some conflicts in your life come from the fact that your inner child wants something else than your adult self. To sum up that part of this podcast episode, I want you to notice that so many people recognize that we are all composed of different characters. And these characters make up our inner world. And these characters 
may have different uh, characteristics, traits, desires, needs, responses, and they create our mental chatter. So the solution, proposed solution, like traditional solution, is to strive for internal understanding, cooperation, and harmony. And you get to that place by giving attention to those parts. The intention of those parts is to protect you and keep you surviving. And the sabotage, unfortunately, is the outcome. But in general, those parts of you, they do have good intention. So if this is helpful for you, if like working on those parts, giving them space, giving them voice, listening to them and trying to create this harmony, if this is helpful for you, then please keep doing it. Keep working on, I don't know, internal family systems and so on. I I must admit that sometimes I do find it sort of helpful, right? Because it's important to meet, meet your clients where they at. So sometimes I will ask my clients, like, how do you think that the part of you that binges, like what that part thinks, um, what that part wants from you? Do you believe that it parts is helping you? What do you think that part wants or is afraid of? Uh, you know, I, I would, I would ask these kind of questions if I find that the person may find helpful, uh, the answers. <laughs> Anyways, sometimes it's important to talk and recognize about that parts, that parts of you, that parts of you that have different desires, because then you stop focusing on your perfect future self. And instead, you look in the eye things that are already present inside you. And that helps you to resolve this inner tension and conflict uh, in order to, to find that harmony and acceptance for each part of you. But here's the problem. The problem is that it's just too complicated. Those ideas are too complex. Maybe you've already noticed, like, it's hard to remember in the moment when you are, I don't know, about to reach for food, to binge. Like, it's sometimes hard to stop and think like, okay, what my firefighters want to do, what my managers want to do, what my reasonable mind wants, what my wise mind (laughs) wants. Like, sometimes it's just too complicated. So our human mind categorized all of those inner characters But it just brings extra level of complication. All of those labels that we slapped on those inner characters that we also made up. (laughs) This is a result of just human brain trying to figure something out, trying to categorize and organize it. And I'm not sure whether it is helpful because fixing on a thought problem with more thinking just creates extra level of complication. For me personally, it just feels a little bit too complicated. And and also I think that when we focus on those parts, we identify with them, we give them more attention. And therefore those those voices, they become louder. And I'm not sure whether it's it's a good idea because in that way, those practices are taking uh, you away from your true self. So you are innocently creating more thought problems, more thought content and that separates you from your essence from your from the real you the essence the essence of your well-being and we have to remember that many of those characters are not real you they are not real essence of you they are just conditioned thinking those are internalized messages that you got from society your family and so on 
So do we really need to, you know, work on those parts, knowing that none of it is ours? It is something that we just were uh, programmed to believe. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe I overcomplicated <laughs> everything in today's podcast episode, but I want to simplify it for you. I want to share with you how I see this conflict. So first of all, when I say conflict, I don't really believe that it's a that that it's an inner conflict. I just think that it's an interaction between the two parts of you, two parts that you consider to be you. So that will be your essence and your personal habitual thinking. So uh, you are composed of uh, your essence and your personal habitual thinking. So your essence is your inner wisdom, intuition. You are the space before thought. And that space knows your likes and dislikes. That space is where the insights like, oh, I love that person. Th those insights come from that part of you. This part of you intuitively knows if you want to, I don't know, become a doctor or not, if you want to start a family or not. So this is your essence. However, you also have different part of you. And the, the different part of you is your own personal habitual thinking that has those thought habits. So this part of you comes with reasons that can justify your intuitive choices. This is the part of you who creates a stories about who you are. It creates stories about the world um, and so on. That part of you have all of those habitual mental patterns about your past and how it influences your, your behavior. Um, that habitual thinking is often based on faulty information like, um, let's say, my father left me when I was 10, so I must be unlovable. So that part of you often contains deceptive brain messages like eat more, even though you are already satiated. Um, this part of you often weighs you down. What I want you to see is that all conflicts are just thought-based. So all conflicts are just your thinking. If you want to, you can go a level deeper and analyze the content of, content of your thinking but it's not necessary. So right now I want to go back to the conflicts I presented you at the beginning of today's podcast episode and I want to revisit them and show you how we can simplify it without going into analyzing the, the conflict, content of your thinking too much. So as we already established, binge eating is a result of, of inner conflict. So let's say that one of those, those conflicts could be I want to lose weight and fit into societal norms versus I want to fuel my body adequate amounts of energy to be energetic and to do not think too much about food. So we can discuss with different parts of you, uh, you know, what do they want? What do they think that it's a right thing to do at the moment? We can write down, you know, arguments pro and against each solution I want to simplify it for you. I just want you to ask yourself two questions, like which of those sentences is influenced by your contaminated thinking? And which one of them is more intuitive? Which sentence sounds like it would come from your inner wisdom? In some cases, maybe the answer would be that your instinct to just eat food 
instead of like trying to lose weight to fit societal norms. But not always, right? Because there are maybe people who weigh, I don't know, 600 uh, pounds. And maybe for them, the intuitive choice would be to, to maybe lose some weight because in this case, they are morbidly obese, right? Okay, another, another, que- another example. In this case, we will have, again, two sentences. So one, one of them is, I want to eat small portions that are in my meal plan created by the dietitian versus I want to eat intuitively, eating according to my hunger. I want to eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm satisfied. So again, ask yourself, which desire is most likely to come from your habitual thinking developed during your lifetime and which desire comes from your authentic self? Another example, let's say that again, we have those two conflicting desires. The first desire is, I want to eat the whole pot of pasta, which would be instant gratification, versus I want to feel energized in my body and not be bloated. And that would be sort of delayed gratification. So which desire is more likely to come from your habitual thinking developed during your lifetime? And which desire comes from your authentic self? And with this example, I would say that it's definitely more tricky because it is all context dependent. That's why I cannot tell you what what is wrong and right in your case. Because, for example, after running a marathon, eating a whole pot of pasta may be a desire of your authentic self because you need to refuel that energy that you expended during running. And you need that energy, even though it seems like you will be overeating and you may have some dip in energy and maybe you're going to be bloated after afterwards. But maybe in your case, eating that whole pot of pasta is your authentic, is the desire of your authentic self. But maybe you are a binge eater. And in that case, the, the authentic desire would be to actually eat less of that pasta and put away the rest of the pasta into the container so that you can have some food tomorrow and that evening feel just just feel your best do not feel bloated do not feel any deep in energy right so it all context dependent anyways what i want you to remember is that binge eating isn't exactly self sabotage i know that it feels like self sabotage because it's directly connected to the inner conflict And this inner conflict is a result of an interaction between different parts of you that are probably just trying to protect you and help you survive. So you can try to resolve this conflict by listening to what those parts want to communicate and by making peace with them and trying to bring balance and harmony. This way, this way requires a little bit more work and also imagination. (laughs) The other easier way is to recognize that all thinking is just thinking. You are beyond that. You are the space where all the words appear and disappear. So the internal conflict is just an illusion created by our own habitual thinking. You cannot get rid of this internal conflict because you cannot stop your thinking even for one minute. So what kind of solution do I propose? Well, maybe just 
being comfortable in the humanness of inner conflict. Try tolerating this conflict. And part of tolerating the conflict is understanding that conflicts are normal and natural part of human experience. We all get caught up if in our unhelpful thinking. Um, we can, but we don't need to analyze it. All we need to do is let it pass. Clarity will come back to us. Inner conflict often comes from rigidness of our thinking, being focused on our thinking, losing the sight of authentic self. So understanding the bigger picture can really help understanding how the mind works, that all your experience is thought-based and it is important to just stay present and connect with your authentic self. So we do not have to go into those complicated theories about how many characters you've got in your mind, what is their role and function of each character. You just have to recognize that there is you, the authentic you, authentic self, and there is, and the rest of it is just your thinking, your habitual thinking. And you don't have to analyze it because it's all just illusion. <laughs> it's all thought created. So uh, when you start analyzing your thoughts, you go a little bit deeper. You just, you just sink into all that work and you forget that there's authentic self. You are sort of abandoning your authentic self because you focus too much on your thinking and all of your thinking is, is just, it's just thinking. It doesn't, <laughs> you created it. Like it was maybe programmed to you throughout your life. It just sort of doesn't matter. <laughs> we should focus on finding our authentic self instead of trying to fix all of our thoughts because those thoughts, they do not have a meaning. They are um, they are fleeting so f so fast. They are, uh, you know, changing constantly. They are in a flux. Yeah, I hope that you understand. I hope that you got this episode. If not, maybe listen to it one more time. I'm so sorry that I'm, I'm not the best at explaining things. Like in my mind, things look so clearly and then I'm trying to communicate it and it's... <laughs> It's just not the best. I do recognize it. It's it's frustrating. But okay, we have to go with it. Okay. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Hope it, it sparkled some kind of new thoughts in you. See you in the next one. <laughs> Bye. Have a great day. Bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, Make sure to follow Binge Pro Brain on Instagram and if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!